top stories, Mayor Beam unveils his crisis budget. President Ford vetoes the funding of public service employment bill. Twenty-two new areas added to the list of those cities with substantial unemployment. President Ford cautions Greece and Turkey against any military action over Cyprus. A federal judge in Omaha, Nebraska, permanently enjoins the U.S. Agriculture Department from implementing its proposed new beef grading standards. And that, friends, is the 9 o'clock edition of the news. This is John Scott reporting for Lester Smith. Next news as it happens, next scheduled news tonight at 11 over WOR Radio 710, the talk of New York. And now be sure to stay tuned for Gene Shepard coming up next over WOR New York and RKO General Station. to things in ads is funky, you know, really funky, man. Right, and uh, oh, these things come out and go so fast. Uh, whatever happened to uptight? Do you recall when everybody was uptight? Sure, of course. Uh, and what? Uh, whatever happened to to the wall? You know. I'm tied in the affairs of men. All contrived to undo him. Listen, uh, before we uh, get started here tonight, uh, I uh, I have a uh, this you know this is a just like a lot of tea, 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 tea. now somebody you know a couple of weeks ago we did a show about uh, letters you know uh, I said that, you know one of the worst there's all kinds of strange letters keep coming into uh, various people in the media for example people who listen to you or who watch you or uh, somehow. Uh, you know, like they go to the movies, they see Robert Redford. After a while, they, they, they begin to believe they actually know him. Well, yeah, they really do. And not only that, they begin to believe he knows them. This is even sneakier, see? So here's a typical letter here. It says, uh, uh, Dear Gene, uh, 
uh, just a few lines to uh, say hello and ask how you are. Uh, I uh, heard you on uh, my radio last night, and uh, I just thought it was a long time since I dropped you a line, and I'm going to drop you a line. Uh, how do you like this hot weather? I spent Mother's Day weekend at my daughter June's in East Brunswick, New Jersey. I said hello to her for me. Uh, Ruth Ann, incidentally, is now working Kimball's. And uh, she's doing quite well. She's selling luggage. And uh, we had a thunderstorm last night. I don't really have time to write to you, but I knew that you'd like to know a lot of things are going on out here. I watch Mac Davis, by the way, from 9 to 10. But I couldn't put the TV on the other night because it was uh, raining and I was afraid of lightning. You know, lightning is liable to hit almost anybody watching Mac Davis between 9 and 10. And uh, our fire company out here went to two fires uh, last night. I thought you'd be interested to know that. And it's still raining as I write this. By the way, don't you just love Freddie Prinze and Jack Alverson in Chico and the Man? Well, I don't have much more time to write to you, but I'll be dropping a line to you from uh, New Hampshire uh, when we get up there on our vacation. Uh, you'll enjoy hearing about that. All right. Oh, they're out. And, oh, by the way, there's another type of writer now. I don't know what it is. It's, a, it's the symbolic writer recently has become very big. There are at least ten. Uh, late. This is a lady type. Now, this is not a masculine thing. I just tell you from uh, the the male. I'm not being a chauvinist male pig. I'm. Oh yes, of course. But in this point, I'm not being one. I'm Mary. Yes, I am. No, of course, absolutely. All males are chauvinist male pig. Absolutely. And if he isn't, he's he's faking it. If <laughs> if he if, if he comes on like uh, you know where they say all my men wear English leather, or they don't wear anything. Well, uh, the guys that come on any other way are faking it, or they got gland problems, or maybe a combination of both. But nevertheless, the facts of the matter are, I got this, uh, I got this, uh, I have noticed a growing trend. Now, I'm doing this only for uh, the purposes of records. See, for a thousand years from now, when they play this tape, they'll know what's going on, that uh, there's a certain thing that's happening with the electronic media, and that is, there are... I suppose this always happened in one way or another, but, uh, you know, with the, with the so-called uh, mass media, showbiz, and so on. But there is a certain type of lady today. Now, I don't know what the, why this is so. I'm, I'm asking a psychologist out there to let us know what he thinks about this. I have at least ten ladies who write regularly who believe that I am flying over their house in an airplane. In a, in a, to make love to them somehow with the airplane. Now, that's fascinating. Now, I'm, I'm constantly getting letters that start out that say, uh, Oh, my, you flew your little old airplane over the house last night. Oh, wow, we was it wonderful. You came over and you did those, oh, that little airplane. And I thought, what the hell? So, so uh, <laughs> now, there is a theory, of course, that's extant. Uh, and I, I, uh, I read the very interesting theory in the Psyche, International Psychiatric Ju Journal the other day. I, uh, you know, I read these great little things like I read Captain Billy's Whiz Bang. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there reading uh, the International Psychiatric Journal. And the title of the article was a very interesting article by a famed experimental psychologist. And the title of the article is, here it is, it's uh, very interesting, is cuckoo birdism on the rise? Well, now, I, I was delighted to know that the psychiatrists also use these terms. And uh, 
Uh, the opening paragraph started out, I was very delighted. It says, Dear fellow practitioners, have you noticed more and more that cuckoo birds are coming to you every day, on the hour, every hour? Well, yes, I've noticed this. Now, I'm not... Uh, uh, the, the cuckoo birds are becoming more and more... Now, a cuckoo bird is not the same as a nut. Mm. A nut, you know, a, a, a true nutter, a real nutcase. Uh, that's that's something else. You, you often wind up by throwing the net over them and hitting them on the head with a rubber mallet and all that. But a, a cuckoo bird is is uh, somebody who who believes the butterflies are on the march, or uh, or perhaps believes that she can obtain immortality by eating grape nuts. Uh, now that's cuckoo birdism. You know what I'm talking about? Cuckoo birdism. Right. Well. So uh, the cuckoo bird letters that I've been getting recently have taken an interesting new turn. They, they, they in a sense, become very symbolic and they, they uh, meld, really. They, they, uh, they, they mix two media. So the voice drifting out of the mysterious voice coil of existence. Yeah, you know, your radio, you turn it on. Most people don't know what the hell the radio does, how it does it. They just know they turn it on. They get the time, <laughs> or they get the, or they get the news. How it, how this little box does that is completely beyond the average person. You know that that that, that I I read a piece recently by a uh, a uh, a guy that uh, is a scientist and who works in uh, scientific learning and so on in that field. Particularly, he's an educator in science. He says that that the average walking around America. And certainly he, the American, is ahead of the rest of the world in this sense, and, uh, in a lot of reasons. He says, but the average working around, walking around American is roughly 200 years out of date in his head as to what's the scientific reason for things that are going on. Uh, now, that means, <laughs> now, that's 200 years. That means it's roughly about 1776. The average guy, the average minute man standing at Concord or Lexington knew about as much science as you do in actual terms. And, and now a lot of people think they know more. Like uh, like uh, one day a friend of mine was sitting there in the car, so he, and he says to me, I says, uh, I, and he's complaining about his headaches, and I said, well, well, uh, how come you got headaches, Ellie? He says, well, I had a bomb. I says, the atom bomb? He says, yeah. He says, ever since they've been blowing up them damn atom bombs with the radiation in the air, I've been getting the headaches. Well, okay, now, uh, just as in the same way, a, a, a minute man standing on the bridge at Concord often said things like this. He had the same idea. See, so he gets a headache. So, so somebody would say to him, uh, uh, forsooth, Samuel, why dost thou headache? He would say the following. He'd say, huh, it's the vapors. Oh, the cursed vapors! Well, he had an idea that there were things called vapors, which were mysterious gases in the air that were somehow inspired by the devil. And vapors would come and cause your head to hurt. And so a physician would arrive and wind up putting leeches in his ear or something else equally scientific, uh, which incidentally is not a bad idea. I know many a person who has been saved from the doors of death. Can you imagine a great Welby uh, episode when Dr. Welby says there's only one thing to do he says, now, he talks to his young, his young assistant. He says, now, of course, you, what's his assistant's name? Steve? And uh, Marcus Welby looks at this, this uh, lady laying there. See, she's in the hospital bed, and she's going, <laughs> he says, oh, he says, very interesting. Steve, 
He says, you, you probably not run into this in uh, your pursuit of medicine since you've only just recently graduated from Hahnemann Medical School. But we old practitioners have seen many things that none of you have seen. And now, for this one moment in this particular episode of our exciting life together, you're going to learn something about real medicine. Uh, lady, madam, please, would you uh, repeat that for Steve? <laughs> Her eyeball spin. He says, you notice that? And you notice the eyeball spinning. Steve, this lady is suffering from vapors. You've probably never seen vapors. Vapors are almost as bad as croup. Now, she has been to me several times with croup, but now she's got vapors, and this happens late in life. And there's only one cure, Steve, leeches. Well, you know, you put leeches all over the head, see, and they suck out the vapors. Just like that, see? And what a fantastic scene. Suzanne Plachette with leeches on her ears, you know, and you dolly in quickly Barry Shear, who directs all television shows today. Uh, directed by Barry Shear. And the, the camera dollies in, I can hear here. All right, now, dolly in, pick up the leeches. Now, number three, easy, easy, pick it up now. Okay, zoom in on that big brown one there. There it is. Pick up that big brown leech now back and cut to Steve now. Oh, that'd be kind of nice. You know, Steve looking horrified. Uh, but uh, so cuckoo birdism isn't on the march. And for those of you out there who are interested in the uh, psychiatric ramifications of our time, they're beginning to... Uh, run together various mysterious phenomena. In other words, the radio is mysterious and flying an airplane is mysterious. And both are beyond the ken of the average walking around guy. The average person doesn't know what keeps an airplane up. You think he does? You do. All right, class, all of you who understand what keeps an airplane up, raise your hand. I see. The entire class now has its hands up. All right, now... <laughs> <laughs> this is WOR New York. Now, I'll ask another question then, class, since you're so smart. How many of you know what keeps a satellite up? Oh, you all know that too. Very good. All right, now, uh, how many of you have often wondered why when a cruise ship is heading for the Bahamas, it doesn't fall off the end of the ocean? Now, I see. The ocean is curved, I see, and it just keeps going down. Well, then, uh, uh, how many of you have wondered, then, why the, uh, the uh, ships, then, that sail into Australia don't fall up in the air? Oh, you haven't thought about that. You do know that. I see. Oh, I see. It's centrifugal force. Ah, very interesting, class. Now you're moving. Now, uh, class, uh, I'll ask you other questions. Now, when you turn on your light switch, uh, what what makes that bulb light. What is that stuff called? I see. Electricity. Now, uh, uh, you say, why does electricity make the bulb light? I see. Because you pull the switch. Very good. Very good, class. Now you're on the way. All right. Now, now that we've got the, the, the light bulb lit uh, because you pulled the switch, what makes the bulb go out when you... Don't give it any electricity. What happens there? Oh, I see. You turned the switch the other way. Very good. You turned it to off. Well, all right, class. Now you're doing well. Your scientific knowledge is good. Now, now, when you now let's let's try a little experiment with your radio. Now, there is a knob on your radio marked V O L. That does not have anything to do with the University of uh, Vanderbilt's football team. 
It's a valve. So we know this. What is a valve? I see. A valve is the what class? Volume. Correct. Oh, there, the kid in the back. All right, say it again for the rest of the class. Volume. Right. All right, now, now when you turn that up, what are you actually turning when you turn up the volume? Very good class. A knob. That's right. That is called a knob. Now, uh, <laughs> when you turn... No, I, I, this class is much more advanced than most other classes. Now, when you turn up that, you, uh, you, you, you turn that, you are turning a knob. Now, when you turn the knob, the voice comes out louder. Is that correct, class? I see. Well, that means you need new batteries. Now, uh, it, it, uh, for those of you who have just got a fresh set of Everettis there, do you notice when you turn your knob clockwise, clockwise? Now, how does a clock go? Yes, correct. The hands go from right to left clockwise. Uh, when you turn your hand clockwise, uh, what happens to the volume class? It gets louder or softer. Which does it get? It gets softer. Well, now let's try again now, class. Now, uh, Joseph over there said softer. Now, do any of you have any other ideas? Aha! Ah, oh, no, 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 no. The hum, it has nothing to do with it. Uh, Jeanette just pointed out that the hum gets bigger. That's very good. That's true with the radios that you have these days. It does. It's a very bad hum. But uh, that's not what we're asking. You turn it now, class, and it gets... Ooh, ooh, la, louder! That's right, class. Very good. Louder, louder. All right. Now, now you you hear this voice coming out of the of the this this uh, those, that little grill there. That grill behind that grill is a. What is it? A what? What's behind that grill that makes that sound? That's correct. 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 Stanley, you're right. Say it for the rest of the class. A loudspeaker. Correct. Correct. A loudspeaker. Okay. Now. In spite of the fact that many of your radios won't get very loud because they're badly designed and your batteries are run down, it is called a loudspeaker. Now, uh, how does that loudspeaker produce the human voice? Ah, uh, you're correct. 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 Uh, uh, assignment? That's correct. Yes. Because the person is speaking into the microphone, and for that reason, it makes the loudspeaker go. Well, that's almost correct. Except that you have not explained to me why it comes out of your speaker. All right. Very good. That will be the subject for tomorrow's, uh, uh, tomorrow's class. I want you to all read up on it. Uh, tomorrow you read, uh, you read uh, TV Guide. Uh, I want you to read everything that's written under Wednesday for this week's TV Guide. Uh, and especially I want you to concentrate on uh, any shows that have Donald Sutherland in them. These are intellectual shows. And uh, whenever you run into any shows of that type, I want you to put a little star next to it. Be sure to miss it, right? Okay, now, would you please... This is now... This, what we are about to do now, is called a... Put your hands up, class. Come on, what is this? That's right, it's a plug over. Oh, that's very good. Very good, Stan. Here's a very interesting class. They're very smart. Very surprised. I'd say their average mental age is maybe seven or eight. Now you can wash away corns and calluses with Cornoside. For thousands of sufferers, it has truly felt like a miracle worker. Cornoside medicated foot bath helps relieve pain in just minutes, so your feet feel refreshed and revived. And right after is a perfect time to use the amazing Cornoside eraser. It leaves your feet feeling smooth. Cornoside, available at all Alexander's. 
Everybody says you can't beat inflation. Tell them to go to Dodge. Waiting at the Dodge Boys now. $200 more in rebates on a new Dart, Tradesman Van, or Light Duty Carry Van. When you buy or lease any new Dodge Dart from stock or a Light Duty Van, you'll get $200 cash back from Chrysler Corporation. The Dart gives you low purchase price, high resale value, and great gas mileage. The Tradesman Maxi Van is the biggest in the business. All you do is make your best deal at the Dodge Boys on a new Dart or Dodge van. You'll get $200 cash back. But hurry, it's a limited time offer for retail customers only. One to a customer at participating Dodge dealers. So if anybody says you can't beat inflation... Just tell them you know where they should go. Tell them to go to Dodge. See your local participating Dodge dealer today. He's the little short one on the end there with a cigar. Uh, let's see. Have you ever wondered what would really happen if New York City actually ran out of money? What do you mean, stop? I just stop wondering. It's already happened. New York is broke. And this week in New York Magazine, broke. You know, have you wondered, you know, wouldn't you just like to own one, just one toll box on the George Washington Bridge for four hours? Right? Wouldn't that be great? That, now that would be a prize worth going for. I mean, you know, if uh, they're always coming out with these, uh, you know, these uh, these cockamamie prizes on television, and uh, and and Bill Cullum is always saying, "And now, uh, please tell us what animal, what animal is known? His name has been applied to a state. He has long teeth. He chews down trees, and he has dams. What is that animal? You have thirty seconds to give it. No, it is not a giraffe. You have five seconds. A rabbit? No. You have uh, three seconds. Doot, 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 doot. A hippopotamus? No. Oh, I'm sorry. You just missed out on the grand prize. The animal is the animal is a zebra. And we'll now show you a picture of a zebra dam. And we'll show you some big zebra teeth. There they are on the screen. I'm sorry you missed. Well, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good. Pretty good show, doesn't it? <laughs> One that shows zebra teeth. Well, uh, uh, for me, I like hippopotamus lips. Uh, oh, yeah, they're wonderful. French fried, little garlic, not bad. Have you ever wondered what would really happen if New York actually ran out of dough? Well, stop wondering. New York is broken this week in New York Magazine. You'll find out what's going to happen unless the federal government, the state government, the banks, and the unions... Stop gambling that one of the others will save the city and that all of them start helping the city raise one billion desperately needed dollars by June 30th. The first 208 million by this Friday. Ho oh, oh. ho! Wow, that's all exciting this week's New York magazine. They tell you all about New York being broke. Hey, can't you just see New York now? Actually, when it really does get broke, you know, uh, people drive, oh, they, they come driving up seeing the Holland Tunnel. You know, all those tourists arrive. And uh, they drive up to the Howell Tunnel, and they drive up the Triborough Bridge, and there's a great big sign. It says, closed by order of the sheriff. <laughs> 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 
Can you imagine the gloating that would be going on in this town if it was announced that Chicago was going broke? Oh, wow, they'd love it. Uh, now, would you please hit the money button, please? We're not going to go broke If you heard here. the Ronzoni spaghetti sauce commercials lately, you know that we've been talking about the ingredients we use and the ones we won't use. And we've been asking you to read the labels before you buy. Well, the Ronzonis know that some people just don't read labels, and since they're very proud of the ingredients they put into their spaghetti sauces, they've decided to run a new kind of sweepstakes. Anybody who writes down the ingredients of any Ronzoni spaghetti sauce is eligible to win one of 500 ladies' Timex watches, and you don't have to buy the sauce to win. What's the catch? A quality product. When you see that the Ronzoni's thicken their sauce with juicy tomatoes and rich tomato paste, not corn syrup, and that they use only imported olive oil, never partially hydrogenated soybean oil, we think you'll be a Ronzoni customer from then on. So write down the ingredients on a postal card and send it to this station. You may win one of the 500 ladies' Timex watches. Gee, I wonder where I can get some of that partially hydrogenated soybean oil. That sounds good. Sounds like a rock group. You know, a Chinese rock group? Boy, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with being partially hydrogenated. It's when you get totally hydrogenated that you start reading around and pumping your head against lampposts. People have to come and take you to Bellevue. Well, let's see, if you live or work out on Long Island and you like to eat out, Jesus, I, I still can't follow this. Come here, I'm, I'm just going to read it the way it is here and see if you can make any sense out of it. If you live or work out on Long Island and like to eat out, uh, I, 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 have you ever read something over and over again like you're reading a book and you're trying to say, what the hell is this about? What is he saying? I, I have a feeling that whoever wrote this was very, very strongly influenced by James Joyce. If you live or work out on Long Island. Now, th that sounds like you may be a boxer. You're working out on Long you know, you're running around and doing those push-ups, and you like to eat out. They've got a fantastic two-for-one type of offer you ought to look into. It's a joint effort with local charity and 14 really good restaurants like the Captain's Table at the Hempstead Holiday Inn. Now, what happens is you get to have dinner for two at each restaurant, and that includes two dinner theaters. All right, that, now, we're, now we're getting a little obscure here, and you only pay for one meal, the more expensive one, of course, but that should almost cut your bill in half for the food. On 14, you could save over 100 bucks. Now, I guess they mean 14 people? Well, I don't know. It just says from 14. Of course, you pay $15 <laughs> to get the package, but $2 of that goes to the Arthritis Foundation. Well, okay, but how? What, what's this 14 mean? Uh, $14? How could you save 100 bucks? Joe, Joe, you're 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 struggling in the dark. You're the same guy. Joe, you're the same guy that said, you're the same guy that said the giraffe. Yes, and you almost won, but you forgot that the giraffe does not build dams. It's the zebra that builds dams. Don't forget that. And has big teeth, right? Has that big flat tail that hits the water, right? Okay. So if you'd like to find out about this, send a check. Now, they don't tell you how much the check should be. I guess $15. Send it to Adventures in Dining, Box 398, Garden City, New York, 11530. That's Adventures in Dining, Box 398, Garden City. Okay. Now, I, I, you know, I did my best. I tried. I tried. Uh, do you have that Ronzoni in there, or do you have General? General, fine. All right.
I always like people with a lot of stars on their shoulders, keeping me such a, you know, real, real authentic. Shiny helmets and all that. Someday you'll own it. Yes, sir, you'll own it. No question about it. Sooner or later, you'll own General's. For 60 years, General Tire has been one of the nation's leading tire manufacturers. But General Tire means more than tires. Yes, it means a lot of things. Their one-stop car care center, for example, are staffed by experts who know how to take care of your car, whether it's wheel alignment, Wheel balance, lube and oil change, mufflers, shock absorbers, brakes, or batteries. You get fast, dependable, up-to-date service using all name brands that really work. So, for tires and service, check your yellow pages for the General Tire Headquarters nearest you. Sooner or later, you'll own Generals. I say you'll own Generals. Sooner or later, you'll own Generals. Hey, listen, uh... If you're going to be coming, this is a personal note here, if you're going to be coming into New York in the next uh, couple of weeks, you know, spring, a lot of people are coming in, and uh, you're, you know, you're not really an in-towner and you want to look at the big town, I have a recommendation, a very definite personal recommendation. Right in the Times Square area is one of the truly great, old-time, authentic New York restaurants. By authentic, I mean this is a, a true New York restaurant. And I've been going to this restaurant now practically since the very first day that I came to New York. And in fact, this restaurant is in a scene in a short story that I wrote. Do you remember, Lee? <laughs> and uh, and it's a great, uh, great restaurant. Uh, they cook all the all their own. All the food is fresh. They have no frozen food, by the way. It's all fresh. Their seafood is all fresh. Believe it or not, that's a rarity today. All fresh seafood. Boy, I had a plate of. Uh, unbelievably good soft-shell crabs there the other night. Oh, I love them. And a little white wine and soft-shell crabs. Oh, wow, man. But uh, nevertheless, it's it's basically a German, middle European restaurant. All our food is fresh. And uh, that's important to a lot of people. Certainly it is to me. And uh, all the bread, for example, these elegant uh, German breads, like uh, those soft, sweet, dark uh, breads with a slight anise and so on are all made right there. They they uh, they bake them themselves fresh every day. Oh, it's it's a they have a magnificent bar. In fact, it's one of the most popular bars in New York in that area. And you get an authentic drink, but the food is great and the prices I hard to believe really sometimes. The restaurant is called the Blue Ribbon. And it's right on 44th Street, 145 West 44th Street. And if you're coming into New York, you know, and you want to see the town, you, you check into a hotel and you go to a few shows, this is a restaurant you should know about because it's right in the theater district, which is really hard to find. Almost all restaurants in the theater district are one crowded, two often tourist traps. This is neither. It's just a great restaurant. It's the Blue Ribbon, and uh, New Yorkers have been going to this restaurant for a 50 years or more. It's a great restaurant. And if you like cold food for, for summertime, like cold salmon with mustard sauce, <laughs> oh, wow, or a cold rainbow trout served with a light, cold, sweet and sour cucumber salad. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's the real thing. It's the Blue Ribbon. They're at 145 West 44th Street. And I would suggest if you check into a restaurant, uh, or check into a hotel, call for reservations. It's JU2, I repeat, Judson 2, 4898. 
and the area code is 212. So if you're coming from out of town and you're going to see a theater, going to see a show, give them a call beforehand and they'll have it all ready for you. Have your table ready. And, uh, man, it's a great restaurant. And they're open every day except Sunday. And they're open till after the theater. In fact, they're open till midnight. So if you get out of the show and you want to come over and have one of their great apple pancakes and a little imported German draft beer, that's the place to do it. It's the Blue Ribbon 145 West 44th Street. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, wowie, yes. Okay, all right, that's enough. Oh, wait, let's get let's get a couple of these commercials. The last uh, commercial out of the way. We got two of them. We'll get them out of the way here, and then we can actually do a show. What do you think, huh? I mean, we're fighting a little time to squeeze in here for a show. Collectors, investors, stamp ups. If you're a stamp cuckoo, don't miss Long Island's third annual stamp show and exhibition to be held at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, May 30th through June 1st. They will elect Miss Cancelled Stamp. Of that year, yes, it's great. There's Miss Cancelled Stamp for cancellation mark. With a <laughs> have you felt that your life is a genuine cancellation mark itself? Anyway, there's going to be over 80 dealers and eight participating foreign governments, plus show cancels. I don't know what that means. LISDA 75 will be enjoyed by experienced collectors and novices alike. So it's a big stamp show. And it's going to be at the Nassau Coliseum May 30th through the 1st of June for the biggest Long Island Stamp Dealers Association show ever held. A biggie. And speaking of... Uh, oh, this is an odd commercial. This is for businessmen and professionals who have to send important documents or small parcels from New York. President's Choice Courier Air Service will deliver your contracts, briefs, TV, radio tapes, advertising art, building plans, and the likes to as many as 100 cities throughout the U.S. Uh, in the same day. Uh, it says normally within hours and person to person. They'll even bring them into New York. So this is President's Choice's only business is same-day delivery of time-sensitive documents and parcels. It's a personalized priority service. So if you have uh, tapes that have to get out or any kind of important plans or you want to send your wife away fast, uh, this, is a, this is a very interesting service. It's called President, President's Choice Courier Air Service. And let's see, uh, what do you do? Well, if you want to find out about it, you have a tape, you want to get out of town fast, I bet Nixon would have liked to have known about this. Uh, just uh, call him at 675-2605. That's 675-2605. Get rid of those tapes! Now! And uh, kind of exciting. You know, can't you imagine uh, Nixon? Isn't it fascinating how, how all that hope of for years we're talking about Nixon? Now he's completely gone, just that fast. Now, and, and you thought you were indispensable, right? You know? Uh, where is where is Agnew? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You just assume. No, no, no. That's an assumption a lot of people make. But uh, it's funny about that, how that quickly... Can you imagine? What a great play you could write. See, it's like Kraft's last tape. You ever read that play? See it done? You could have this scene of this ancient elderly president, ex-president. He's got a shawl that was given to him by the Indian tribe when he was in... He's wearing a shawl, and uh, he's got a big American flag back of him. And the year is uh, 1997, and uh, he's an elderly man, a very old man, see? And he's rocking back and forth on the rocking chair that was used at one time by John Kennedy. And he's rocking back and forth, 
and he's got this he's got this old Wallensock tape recorder. He's got this old Wallensock tape recorder, and you hear this voice coming out of the tape recorder, and the voice says, uh, "Mr. President, we're just going to have to launder all this dough. So what we're going to have to do? We're going to send Charlie down to Mexico, and uh, and then he stops the tape, and he sets it back to the, you know, back again. He goes, <laughs> he sets it back, and then he presses the button. <laughs> Uh, Mr. President, we're just going to have to launder this dough. We're going to have to send it all down to Mexico. We're going to send uh, Charlie down to Mexico tomorrow afternoon. And uh, HR, hold a minute, are you listening? Hold a minute, if you'll do... And then he stops it again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> are you thinking about that? What's the matter, you guys? Can't you just see, you know, uh, you know, people tend to... Uh, uh, when they when they get very old, you know, they tend to look at old albums. Yeah, the older the person, the more he tends to, to, to like to look at old photographs. You ever notice that, that aunts of yours, old elderly aunts, they keep bringing out pictures of when you were a little boy? You ever see that? They don't do that. You know, you don't do that when you're younger, see? It's when you get older. And so I suspect that as Nixon gets older, more and more, he will be rerunning his old memories. And uh, some of them are going to be really great. Uh, I can just see this one where, where he keeps playing this one phrase over and over again. And uh, you hear this voice, and one voice says, uh, uh, Ehrlichman, uh, John, uh, what do you think of it? And there's a pause. <laughs> well, uh, I say that uh, what we ought to do is, uh, is uh, just uh, hang him on a string and let him slowly dangle in the wind. And then he plays that, <laughs> you know, great, <laughs> great phrases that have come out of this. You know, and he goes, <laughs> he wants to hear that again. Well, what I say is, uh, we ought to uh, hang him for the string and uh, let him slowly dangle in the wind. He stops it, looks back, and uh, off in the distance, you can hear somebody upstairs, Pat, this very elderly lady by that time, and up there, upstairs in her room, surrounded by doilies, she's playing, uh, she's playing old moments of her life over again. You can hear the Marine Band going, and then he presses the button again. And the, the thing goes, and he stops right there. And the, he hears this voice saying, Well, I say that those rotten, crummy skunks in the medium, all those crummy bums are out to get us. And we're going to get them before they get us. I'll tell you what you do. Uh, Dean, Dean, I want you to get over to the FBI. I want you to tell them to blow it all, burn all them papers. And I want you to deep six it. Hear it? I repeat, deep six it, right? And he hits the button again. Oh, those old memories. Oh, there's nothing like it's a it's a feeling of already. Don't you have this feeling of deja vu over Watergate? Deja vu. Deja vu. Isn't that a song uh, that uh, the Hildegard used to sing? <laughs> or is deja vu something that you put on your? Your, uh, your 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 earlobes when you have a sprained brain. I don't know. Deja vu, deja vu. I think that I will never see a poem lovely as a tree. Yes. Already the 60s have a quiet sort of a period piece air about them, don't, don't they? You remember those wonderful old riots they used to have at Columbia? You remember those days? Yes. Oh, they were so... 
those were exciting times. And do you remember all those uh, those posters? You remember the ones who used to say, would you buy a used car from this man? Ah, oh, those were wonderful days. Do you mind if I sit down here and just uh, contemplate my navel for a bit, right? Uh, of course, philosophically speaking. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, uh, and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Sometimes, you know, here it is, right there in the psychiatric journal. Is cuckoo birdism on the rise? Yes, well, you know that there's, there's one lady out in Olathe, Kansas, who believes that every night Walter Cronkite sails past her house in a 42-foot yawl, forever trying to throw a life preserver to her and bring her to his, his breast and they will sail away forever. That he, he keeps getting those letters. And I keep getting letters from ladies who believe that I'm lying over to the little old house in the, in the Pasadena or Teaneck or Yahoo Junks in Connecticut. Yes, doing slow barrel rolls. So, all you cuckoo birds out there, wherever you might be, stick with it. You can. You can attain immortality by making carrot soup every night. And don't you let them kid you. That's, that's true. Oh, I see. There's that kind of night you start drifting away here in this rubber ducky raft. Yes, didn't you know that I got one of these blow-up rafts and a little ducky head on the front? And I just roll along there. A little plastic oars there. Sure, you hear about a whole Speaking of, oh, that's enough, Joe. That's enough. We don't want to. We don't want to spoil them. I mean, you never heard about? Yes, yeah, so you're right. June 6 is the night for Princeton, right? June 6, Princeton, New Jersey. I'll be there, live as a bird. I may bring my ducky raft along there. It's green and blue. What's the matter? Did you hear about that guy? There's a guy just took off from Bedford, Massachusetts in a $17.95 inflatable Zare rubber raft. Yeah. He's going to see if he can get all the way up, you know. Oh, well, you know. What's well, one of these little rubber ones? You've seen them. You know. Sure, I knew a guy that, uh, that finally got on the Olympic team. He did all his training in one of these little wading pools that you blow up. Come on, bring it up there, Joe. Bring it up big. <laughs> What's that? Well, I must admit that he's the only guy that ever ever competed in the Olympics with only seven and a half inches tall. He can swim like hell, though, I'll tell you. Of course, web feet always help. You, you know about the Jersey Pineys, don't you? You know that in the Jersey Pineys, many, many people have web feet. There's even a group of Jersey Pineys who, who have, have, have a fin down the back there. You don't know what goes on in those woods. I'll tell you, you know, interbreeding, intermarrying, it all does it, you know. So bring it up there, please. That's tonight's genetic lesson, please. All right. What's the matter, Jim? What are you laughing at? It's not, it's not funny when you got webbed feet. That is a serious problem. You can swim like hell, but I'll tell you, it doesn't do much of your social life when you take off them kids. People notice that you also got claws instead of toenails in us. Bad news. Because you know the Jersey Devil is still out there. Oh, yeah. I know a guy that actually saw it outside a Long Branch one night. In fact, he stopped and had dinner with it at the Route 3 Diner. But, uh, you know, picked it up hitchhiking. Uh, he figured he could... Well, uh, 
Town elected the Jersey Devil to be its mayor? Huh? <laughs> hey, I visited the Jersey Town the other day. The devil in its history has a mayor. Had a, did it have a mayor in a slam? Which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah, you know, it's a clean-lived American life. This is WOR New York, friends. Stay tuned for uh, 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 uh. yeah. We yes, in conversation, of course.